good news. It's good to be back with all of you guys. Wave at your neighbor. All right, now turn to your other neighbor and wave at them. All right. So I'm glad to be back with you. Youth pastor and associate minister Jonathan Sixtos here from Good News Church. Represent. That takes me way back. 2005. You guys remember that song? Represent. Get crunk. That's, that's old school hip hop. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know about that old school hip hop. But we are back at it again in the youth room. It has been three long. That's even longer than too long. And we're going to be talking today about, you guessed it, squads. Do you guys still call your friend group squads? You call them the homies? You call them the boys? You remember we had that thing, the boys? It was a snap. It was a group chat, right? The boys and Knarf. <laughs> those guys. Lily, you call your friend group what, the girls? Like the friends, the cousins, the primas, the homies, the peoples. Well, I call them the girls. The girls, yeah. The boys and the girls. That makes sense. Okay. So we're going to be talking about your friend groups today, and I have some scriptures to share with you, and I'm excited. We're going to talk about school. I love school. I know that you guys, I mean, you're probably glad to be going back to school. Give it a month or two, and then you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm done with school. But first things first, let's open in a word of prayer, shall we? Lord, we're so thankful for your word. Thank you that we're going to hear your word today, that we're going to put it in our hearts. We're going to meditate on it. We're going to think about it all throughout the school year and that you're going to watch over your word to perform it. We believe in you. We trust in your word and we trust in your provision for us. And everybody said amen. All right, we're going to start with one of those uh, cheesy teacher icebreaker things. Okay, so hold up the number of fingers of friends that you have. How many friends do you have? You need more fingers, right? <laughs> okay. So can you combine your fingers to make like the digits? Like uh, if I have 84, think, okay. Facebook says, let me see how many friends Facebook says I have, even though they're not all like my friends. Facebook says I have, let's see, see my profile, friends. 554 friends on Facebook. And I'm not actually friends with all of them. Yeah. So let's narrow it down. That's good. How many fingers for your close friends? Close friends. Hmm. How many fingers for your close friends? Would you say 10 close friends? Less than five? Okay. All right. So now fingers for, you ready for this? Best friends. Ooh, that's tough. That's not just people that you see on the Xbox like, party. I have mm. my best friends. Okay. Also so not not just your not your BFF, but just best friends. So we've got friends, we got close friends, we got best friends, and then of course you have like okay. your best friend. Okay, all right. What do you think? How many fingers? Best friends. Okay, all right. So you know. You just, okay. Well, so we got friends, we got close friends, we got best friends, and then you have like okay. your best friend. Okay, so we go from three to two. I'm curious as to who you just cut out. <laughs> right? Somebody didn't make the, like that old game show. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. So we have friends, we got close friends, we've got uh, best friends, but then you have like your best friend. You know, like you usually like, yeah, yeah, that's your boy, that's your girl, that's. You, I mean, that's all there is. There's boys and girls, and that's it. So uh, I have a 
thing I want you to look at here, and it's the difference of companions versus friends. Okay, the difference of companions versus friends, because companions are people that you just kind of are alongside. You watch these videos where people go like on an adventure, and the people who go with them there are their companions. But today's scripture reference is coming to us from Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. So let's crack open our digital biblias. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. Have I told you guys the story of my broken phone yet? Okay, I'll share with you because I have a new phone because I broke my phone. Wait, does it say It's a newer model because they don't sell mine anymore. Sad day. It had a headphone jack and now I have like this little dongle. So I was using it for praise and worship. But I like the color. It's winter mist. It's kind of cool. It's like a lavender metallic. I don't know. I put my little Batman pop socket. DC does not sponsor this video, nor do they endorse the message that we are sharing today. But let's look at Proverbs 18.24, and it says, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. A man or woman of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A man with many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 18 and verse 24. There we go. Is it centered? So that's our scripture reference today, and I wanted to talk about the difference between companions and friends because we're going back to school. Some of us are going to uh, Texas Education Agency classification for a high school. I'm not going to say who might that be. Uh, if others were here, they would be going to TEA classification 5A high school, which really it's UIL, right, that does the A's. I myself went to a 2A high school. Is it still a 2A high school or is it a 1A high school? It's still 2A high school. Okay, and that's all about enrollment, right? There are not as many kids at a 2A as there are in a 4A. I'm no math teacher, but 2 plus 2 equals 4, right? Yeah, you can't pull that one over on me. I'm too quick for that. But companions, you're going to have a lot of people in your classes. You have people that you remember from a couple grades ago. You have people that you just met, and you're going on this journey, this adventure, together. They're your companions. Now, we don't call them companions because it's not like a physical movement. We're in a classroom, so we call them our classmates. Good day, mate, right? You should tell everybody that when you see them at school. Like, Good day, mate. Like, Are you from Australia? No, we're sharing the same class. Crikey. You guys remember the crocodile hunter, the blonde guy? He just jump on the crocodiles and roll around. Like That dude was living life to the fullest. Steve Irwin. Yeah, and he was big on, he had, I remember I used to check out VHS tapes from the library. I know, VHS tapes. And he had like the adventures and how he met his wife. She was working at the zoo and he loved animals and they fell in love. And then I think his daughter was on Dancing with the Stars or something like that. No Bindi. Dog. No, Bindi Sue. He named his daughter after the dog. I don't know if y'all know that. <laughs> he had a dog named Bindi, and then they got married, and they had a daughter, and they named the daughter Bindi. So, yeah. Steve Irwin was an icon. So we're going to have companions in our classes. You can call them your classmates. Or you don't have to call them at all. You can just acknowledge that you're in the class with them for about the next 180 days or so, right? Give or take. The school year will be over before you know it. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, kids are not, like, big into back to school. They're back to their friends. But school, I don't know. 
there's this line in Romeo and Juliet when he kissed her and he promised he was going to marry her and then he leaves the balcony and she's like goodbye and he says love goes towards love like schoolboys from their books but love from love towards school with heavy looks because he's like even back then in the 1500s when Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet people hated school I like school it's uh it's my job so it helps to like school I mean I guess it's a good remembrance of good and yeah it gives you something to do, like a routine, you know? Sometimes kids get bored over the summer. Yeah. Except it's good to do that during a break in school. Like the weekends are nice because you, you don't have the routine every day. So Especially with practice and stuff. It's like oh, morning practice and then after school practice. So like, well, Saturdays you do film, right? But not as early. It's like a mid-morning. Yeah, so you get to sleep late. It's good to sleep late. So we're talking about the difference between companions versus friends because companions, well, companions are just people that are down to hang out, you know, classmates, people that, oh, is anybody sitting here at the lunch table? Like, they're just there. You know what I mean? I have a friend at work, and she was talking about, uh, she's new. She's new to teaching. This will only be her second year. She's going to miss some time, though, because she's having a baby. And her husband was, like, talking to her about friends. He's like, well, did you make any friends at work? And she said, well, they're just work friends. Like, I don't hang out with them after work. So I thought that was funny because work friends are actually more like companions. You know what I mean? Like, we'll talk about school. We have certain students in the same class. Like, oh, my gosh, you'll never believe what Billy did in seventh period. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to remind Billy of that tomorrow when I have him in third period. Like, teacher stuff, right? But, you know, I wouldn't babysit her child because <laughs> we're not friends. You know what I mean? Like, if I got two tickets to a ball game, she would not be the first person I called. Because we're more companions, right? And it's good to have companions. There's nothing wrong. You don't have to, like, meet someone and say, hey, you want to hear about, you know, things that I went through in my childhood. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to be an open book to everybody. You just meet somebody like, hi, my name's Lily. Do you want to know what God's doing in my life right now? It's good to have a testimony. But we don't have to open ourselves to everybody. It's okay to just have companions because friends friends are a little bit different and this is what I made a note this morning in my Bible app as I was reading and I put this let's see <clears throat> excuse me it was Proverbs eighteen twenty four. a man of many companions may come to ruin but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother so I was meditating on this chewing on this verse and I said there's a difference between companions and friends one is willing to hang out the other ones are willing to help you hang on. Don't give your heart to companions. Find godly friends who will look out for you. Now, in Proverbs, that's an illusion. It's a foretelling of Jesus being closer than a brother. How many of you have brothers? Now, everybody here has brothers. And I think everybody who's usually here, also, well, no, Rosie doesn't have brothers. So almost all of us have brothers. I do not have a brother biologically right now I've got really close friends and I call them my brother but it's a little different brothers are there for you all the time even when you don't want them to be okay I have another co-worker we've been working together for going on eight years we're much closer and so people have literally asked if we're related because we work so well together and we've been working together so long they're like are y'all related I say yeah 
She's the little sister I never had, and she calls me the big brother she never wanted. And it's funny, like we, we have a good work relationship. But again, there's a difference between companions and friends, right? Because companions, it's very surface level. The only reason you're together is because you have classes together. The only reason companions are together is because they have a common goal. Think to like teammates. Maybe you have a cross-country teammate or a basketball teammate or a football teammate or a tennis teammate or a cheerleader teammate, whatever. And yeah, you share interests, you hang out together, but whenever that mutual interest is gone, there's not much else there. You know what I mean? It's like, if it wasn't for this, we really wouldn't hang out. And that's fine. Those are just companions. But where we share our hearts or our more intimate experiences, like, hey, let's hang out. Hey, you know, can your mom give me a ride? Like, those people are friends. And we need to know the difference because... The Bible says someone with a bunch of companions may lead to ruin, but if there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and it's referencing Jesus. And it's interesting to me because when we think of Jesus, we don't always think of him as a friend. How many of you, when you think of authority figures, teacher, coach, maybe even parents, you don't consider them to be a friend? It depends, right? Like, Sometimes you have like this cool teacher and they're new and they're young and you're like, man, that's a cool teacher. I want to hang out with them. And they're maybe more friendly, but you still wouldn't call them a friend. Or you have like that favorite aunt or uncle. You know what I'm talking about? Like all the other aunts and uncles is like, okay, hey, happy Thanksgiving. It's good to see you. But you got that one aunt or uncle or cousin. And you're like, this, this is it. This is a friend. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about how when we view Jesus, Yes, we view Jesus as Lord. Jesus is Lord. Like we believe that. We agree on that. We've accepted him into our hearts. But sometimes we don't want to get close enough to Jesus to label him a friend. There was a big song a few years back, and everybody would sing it, and it was from this big church in Houston, and that famous guy who sings a lot, and he would say, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. You guys remember that song? Old school, taking it way back. But it's interesting because we don't always look at Jesus as a friend. Let me make sure. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure my microphone was on because it's been a while since we were in class. So we look at Jesus and we're like, yeah, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. But he wants also not just to be in authority in our lives, but he also wants to be intimate in the details of our lives. Like the stuff that you would share with your friend, like, yeah, man, me and my folks, we went to Taco Bell last night, and oh, man, it just hit different. You know what I'm saying? Not like hit different, like, Mwah, hit different, like, mm. and you don't share that with your companions, right? Like, oh, hey, Vince, how's it going? Oh, man, I got some bad gas last night. You don't tell that to your companions, right? Now, there are sometimes those classmates whose lives are an open book. I remember in the sixth grade, Rosie, what was her last name? It wasn't Navarro, it was something else. Hernandez, Gutierrez, something Mexican. And the math teacher, Mrs. Curry, said, Rosie, I need to talk to you about your test grade. And Rosie yells all the way across the room, you can tell me, Miss Curry. And Miss Curry's a little embarrassed because she didn't do very good on the test, right? Rosie's, we need to talk about tutorials, we need to talk about tutoring, like you need to bring your grades up. And she goes, well, I'd really like to discuss this, just you and I. And so Rosie, not getting up, across the room, yells out, little sixth grade kid, 
it's okay, Miss Curry. These are my homies. <laughs> like she was totally fine. Like, tell me my grades. I got nothing to be ashamed of. I'm an open book. And there are those people like that. You know what I mean? Like they meet you and there's this running joke where people say, oh, nice to know you and then meet you because they just put everything out there, right? Like, oh, and my kid and my this and my dad and my doctor and then my diet and my, oh, okay. That's a little bit much. But when we think of Jesus, sometimes we have that authority distance where we say, well, yeah, Jesus loves me and I, I want to serve him and he's in my heart and everything, but I don't let him in the friend zone because the friend zone is where you tell the friend stuff like oh my gosh you know I got this zit and then friends like oh let me pop it you know just the crazy stuff and we keep a lot of things sometimes from authority because we don't identify them as friends and that's fine like you don't have to tell me everything I love you and you guys know I love you I end every message with remember I love you and God loves you and I'm praying for you and he's watching over you like say that every time but you don't have to tell me like friend stuff now we catch up. You can tell me things that you're wondering about. You can tell me things that you're wrestling with. Like, you can trust me, but we're also not just like friends, friends. Now, sometimes we'll hang out. I know that uh, spent some time with Lily's family because we're family friends, right? Uh, they trusted me to carry several of the kids to a youth event. Where did we go? We went somewhere. Was it the beach? Or a volleyball day where we just piled everybody in the car and we drove and we went somewhere. And the family friends were like, yeah, you know, I'm cool with you taking. It was Jasmine and I think we stuffed three of y'all in the back seat. Joy's with us and we had a great time. Wherever we went. I don't remember where we went. Maybe. Oh, the movie night. Yeah, yeah it was the movie night at Vincent's house, right? And Vincent's mom has been like, hey, you know, Vincent's coming with me to work. I think it was summer. When did we go see Godzilla? Yeah, it was the second, no, it was the King of the Monsters or the first Godzilla? Uh, the first Godzilla, not even, because now they came out with the 3.5, because they had Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, then King of the Monsters, King of the Monsters, and then they came out with Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it's, I mean, don't get your hopes up, but it's, it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, 8 out of 10, would watch again. I would red box that. <laughs> so, like, we've had friendly experiences, right? But when we look at Jesus, we need to realize I don't have to keep anything from him because he cares, because he's watching over us. And this is kind of the obligatory little fine print at the bottom, like don't keep anything from your parents. You need to be able to trust them and reach out to them because your friends don't always give you the best advice. They're kids. When your parents, who are more wise, who maybe have some uh, spiritual understanding, they're going to give you better advice. And we'll talk more about spiritual friends next week. But for today, we're focusing on Jesus because he is a faithful friend. In fact, Discovery Camp, you know him, you love him, in 1997, which was many years ago. I'm not going to do the math because it's still summer for me, technically. Their theme for camp was Jesus, a faithful friend. And Joy still has that CD because we bought the 30-year anniversary CDs and got all the CDs. So Jesus is a faithful friend, and many times we don't think of him like that. And it comes with the uh, misunderstanding of who God is. Like you have your 
God is a police officer, you know, with his nightstick, and he's ready, like, oh, you sinned, bop, a bonk. There was a bonk filter a couple years ago. You guys remember that? You'd, like, film somebody, and then it would bonk their head, and then it would, like, smush. Yeah, I don't know. There's filters for everything. So there was uh, people who think God's a police officer. And then other people who have a misunderstanding of who God is, and they say, well, God's just a sweet old Santa Claus, and he just wants to give, give, give. You know, God wants me to prosper, but he doesn't ask me to live a holy life. Uh, that's not how the Bible works. That's what Pastor was talking about this morning. People will pull scriptures left and right. Say, well, look, it says here God wants me to be prosperous. Yeah, but he also wants you to be holy. There's some give and take. We've got to work out our salvation. You can't just, you know, go get buck wild and then come to church and be like, God bless me so much. Thank you. So people have misunderstandings of who God is. They say, well, God is nothing but wrath. And they say, well, God is nothing but grace. And when it comes to Jesus, yes, Jesus is Lord of our lives. But he also wants to be our friend. Not just our friend like, oh, Jesus, check out this meme that I found on the Internet. But friend as in he is willing to walk with you. And that's the difference between companions and friends. One just wants to hang out. One will help you out. You see the difference? Like growing up in high school, there were friends that I knew they were down to hang out. But if I needed help, we weren't those kind of friends. You know what I'm saying? Like I would come up and be like, hey, man. I really want you to pray for me because the, the devil is putting lies in my mind about this and that and the other. And then they just look at me and say, ma'am, this is a Wendy's, right? Like, we don't do that here, right? That's the meme, right? You go somewhere, you want something, and they're like, this is not the place for that. So I want to caution you because it's going to be a long school year. And I've had friends back when I was in high school <clears throat> years ago, and I shared things with them, and I'm like, just open my heart and pour them out. And then their response, I'm like, you were not the person I should have shared that with. And it's so easy because we see them every day, right? We think that proximity equals intimacy. Like, well, you're close. You're close, but you're not close. Let's do that together. You're close, but you're not close. Close, but not close, right? Now I look like Kong. No, no spoilers, but King Kong knows sign language. So anyways, <laughs> you remember when the, the calculator ruined Endgame for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was bad. So, are you serious? Yeah. It's been two years. Anyways, so somebody ruined one of the superhero movies. They left it on the calculators. The ending. Yeah, I know, right? How ingenious, devious. Ugh, sadness. Sim simpler times. Yeah. So we have companions and we have friends, and I want to caution you guys today. What I'm really getting at here is that one, be careful who you trust. Pastor Ruben was talking about that this morning. You have to be careful who you trust. You can't just give what we would call jewels or, or pearls or treasures or golden nuggets or whatever to just anybody. Like people that you've known for years, you know who they are based on their fruit. That's what Jesus says. He's like, hey, you'll know them by their fruit, what they do. It's a reflection of who they are. Because someone can tell you something, but if they don't back that up with their actions— you can't really believe them. And so we have companions, and they're really good at cliches, and maybe they're like, oh, man, I'm here for you. And then you think, but are you, though? Because I feel like if I told you something, you would tell them and them and them and subtweet me and put it on your snap and then, like, make sure that I didn't see it, but then one of my real friends would screenshot it and show me and be like, look what this person said about you. Like, I remember, I won't say how many years ago, but there were some things that happened at school 
and a coworker was at a meeting that I was not at. And they completely threw me under the bus. And they were like, well, in Sixto's class, blah, 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 blah. And then a real one, y'all know the real ones, a real one kind of caught me in the hallway a little bit later and they were like, hey, uh, just be careful what you share with this person because this is what happened. Now, it wasn't like petty gossip or anything. They were looking out for me. See how that works? And that's how you know when someone is really not just a companion, but a friend. Because companions just want to hang out. Like, we're good as long as we're good. You see the difference? But when we're not good, then we're not good. And that happens so many times. Think to last year. Do you have friend, friends from last year that you didn't keep up with over the summer? Or let's go way back to junior high. Good night. You had friends in junior high. You don't have all those same friends, right? Lily's like, mm, we ain't all cross-country runners here because they didn't go the distance. Hey, that's good, right? That's good. So that's what I wanted to focus on today, that number one, be careful who you befriend this year because some people can seem funny or cool or interested, but really they're more interested in your math homework than they are in you, or maybe they're more interested in you buying them lunch than they are in how you're doing, or maybe they're more interested in your body or who they're going to take to homecoming because that's a big thing, right? Like, oh, my gosh, I have to have somebody to, oh, let me ask my friend. So be careful who you befriend. Because companions just want to hang out. Friends are willing to help out. Companions are the kind of people who say, if we're good, we're good. But if we're not good, we're not good. But Jesus, on the other hand, is willing to walk with you every step of the way. And he's not the kind of friend who's going to bail on you. In fact, the Bible says this is how God demonstrates his love for us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think of the last friendship that you had to break off. No names, please. We're recording. <laughs> Think of the last friend that you had to break off. At what point did you decide this isn't working? We got to end this. We got to go in a different direction because you and I are not going the same way. That was probably a difficult moment unless it was blatant and you're like, uh-uh, homie, I ain't playing that game. Usually, it's a series of events that leads up to the break. And then at some point in time, we're all human, and we say, I've had it, I can't. We're done. Dunzo. Capiche? Audi. 3,000. But Jesus is never that way. We did not even deserve his salvation, much less his friendship. And he says, I love you so much that even though you don't deserve it, I'm going to offer this gift to you. We haven't even touched on enemies, but can you imagine doing something really nice for your enemies? That person who cheated off your math test and said, oh, well, they let me. Or that person who cheated on your ex or whatever, and they're like, well, you know, they let me. These people that we think cannot be trusted, and we don't want to give them anything. We don't want to give them anything that's valuable to us or precious to us. But Jesus loves us so much that while he was on the cross, bleeding out, suffocating, <clears throat> excuse me, he looks down at the people who nailed him up there and he says, Father, forgive them. They have no idea what they're doing. The things that they said about him, the things that they did to him, they were rolling dice for his clothes. Can you imagine somebody just like sails you up the river and steals your J's and they're like, hey, 
I got five on you. No, no, we'll, we'll shoot for it. Imagine not only forgiving those people, but loving those people. That is crazy love. And that's the kind of friend the Bible's talking about will stick closer than a brother. Hebrews 13, 8 promises us that Jesus hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus who loved you before you even knew who he was, before you deserved it, which really, I mean, we all mess up. We make mistakes. We don't deserve salvation at all. But he's with us. He sticks with us. He's not just a fair-weather friend. Because we all got those fair-weather friends. Friends are like, yeah, let's hang out. You know, let's go watch the Texans. And then your friend's like, whoa, 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 Texans? What you mean Texans? I think you meant to say Cowboys. And then you're like, oh, man. You know, like, hey, let's hang out and watch this Rockets game. Hold on, Rockets. What you talking about? I think you mean the San Antonio Spurs. And you're like, oh, man. Or the Cleveland Cavaliers, I guess. Okay, all right. <laughs> or the... The new super team, L.A. Lakers, with everyone over 60 years old. (laughs) They signed everybody. So when it comes to friendships, we realize, like, there's a threshold. Like, once once you go past this point, we're not really friends anymore. Like, you have to keep investing. You have to keep putting into the friendship to make it last. Your best friends, you have been there for them in ups and downs. They've seen you full face. They've seen you no makeup. They've seen you on fleek. They've seen you after practice. Am I right? Oh, yeah. So as we move into this school year, I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you guys, and I believe in that. But I want you to remember week one for our series squad, be careful who you befriend. And also, don't lock Jesus out of your friend zone. You're like, well, Jesus, you're just like a teacher. You're just like a coach. You're just like an authority figure. I don't want you with me on the day-to-day. And Jesus is saying, I am here for you even when you don't deserve it. He's going to stick closer to you than any friend because any other friend has a threshold when they're like, yeah, okay, we're done. But Jesus, even when we didn't want him, came for us. And that's good stuff because companions, they'll hang out with you. Friends will help out with you. But Jesus loved you even when you didn't deserve it, even when we hated him. The Bible says that we are against naturally, Friendship with the world is enmity with God, meaning adverse, uh, more like an opponent. Like our sinful nature is an opponent to what God wants to do in our lives. That's why we're always fighting with ourselves. Like, man, Paul says in Romans chapter 7, like, I want to do this, but I end up doing that. And I don't want to do this, but that's what I end up doing. He says, oh, I'm at war with myself. And we know how that is, right? You want to be a good kid. You want to be you know, a, a good son or daughter, and something just happens, and you snap at your mom, and you're like, oh, great. I just tried. And then you think they're going to bring this up next time I get in trouble. You remember when you did that? Oh, man. And then your track record, and then your friends are going to be like, oh, well, I heard that you talk back to your mom. Like, oh. And then we come down to who can I trust? Do I have to live this perfect little life, and I can't ever mess up, and I can't ever sin? Jesus knows we're going to mess up. He knows you're going to fail that quiz. He knows you're going to miss that one blocking assignment that one time. He knows that you're going to trip and fall that one race. He knows that you're going to unfortunately break off with that one friend that you thought was going to last forever. Life is tricky. The school year is long. But Jesus' love is trustworthy and strong. That's fresh. That just happened. Did you catch that? That's good. So I want to encourage you guys, as we go into this school year, we're going to continue with our squad series talking about our friends. And next week is all about the pump 
up. This week, we learned not just to be careful who you hang out with, but also let Jesus into the day today. Pray in the morning. When you're worried about stuff, talk to Jesus. Your friend's like, who are you talking to? Yeah, shh, bro, I'm talking to Jesus. There's nothing wrong with you praying at school. There's nothing wrong with you praying for your lunch. There's nothing wrong with you praying for your friends. Because that shows them, hey, Jesus is sticking with me closer than any friend you could have on this earth. Let's end in a word of prayer, shall we? Lord, we're so thankful for what you've done in our lives. Jesus, we thank you for the salvation that you have given us as we invited you into our hearts, even when we didn't deserve it. And God, we thank you that you're watching over us this school year, that you have sent Jesus to be that friend who sticks closer than a brother. You have given us the Holy Spirit, like in John chapter 14 and 15, where you explain he is the comforter. Even chapter 16, he's the spirit of truth leading us, guiding us into all truth. Even the Lord's Prayer that our Catholic friends repeat a lot of the times, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. God, this school year, we're going to navigate different relationships, some friendships, some just companions. Help us to be wise. Warn us, the people that we shouldn't trust, even so we're not deceived. Bring people around us, as we're going to talk more about next week, that'll support us and lift us up. But above all of that, help us to listen to your Holy Spirit, to remember that Jesus is our friend, not just an angry teacher, not just a good old Santa Claus who wants to give us things but that he is with us every step of the way. Lord, I pray protection over these minds and even those watching on the internet in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Sorry that you can't join us for the live after party here in the classroom. But as always, if you want to catch up on the rest of this series, next week we'll be getting into week two. You can find us at youtube.com slash GNC Victoria. And I've got some uh, archives up there too. The youth camp that I did in Kentucky's up there. We also have it on our audio files, anchor.fm slash GNC Victoria. And as always, told you guys this was coming. I love you. God loves you. I am praying for you. But he is watching over you. And Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Until next time, we will see you later.